This week's episode will not be safe for work. Matter of fact, parental discretion is strongly advised. But we'll be completely fucking ignored. <laughs> Welcome to part two of this week's edition of the Salty Thoughts with Donnie U podcast. Still featuring the one and only Donnie U. Best of what he does. I'm going to eschew the normal intro this week and just get right to the shits. Only the New York J-E-T-S Jets 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 will face the dilemma that they face this week. In between my recording of the part one... Of the title, Return of the SOJ, you know, same old Jets. And the time that I decided to record part two, some new news came out. Yeah, some new news came out about gangrene. And you know what that news is? That my quarterback, Sam Donald, has mono. Yeah, I didn't stutter. Mono, short for mononucleosis, also known as the kissing disease. So that brings me, first and foremost, to who the fuck has he been kissing? What the hell has he been sucking? And what kind of dirty, low-down broad is he dealing with now that he's in the NFL? Unfortunately, I speak from experience. I believe in eighth grade... I came down with some mononucleosis. <laughs> Man, I woke up one morning, and I'm feeling, you know, not so chipper, not so regular. Feeling like I'm maybe I'm getting a cold or the flu or something. So I tell my mom, I'm like, yeah, Ma, I don't, I don't feel too good. I, I, I think I need to stay home. And back in my younger days, I loved going to school, so... Like, when my mom's heard me say, I don't want to go to school, first and foremost, she's like, all right, something must really be wrong with him. All right, I'm going to take you to the doctor. Take me to the doctor. Doctor examines me, examines my throat. And he's like, uh, yeah, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations on what? He's like, yeah, you got the kissing disease. I'm like, the kissing disease? He's like, yeah, you got mono. I'm like, mono? He's like, yeah, mononucleosis. Mononucleosis is when you have too many germs in your mouth. So, he didn't contract it by himself. So, whoever he was dealing with, probably was dealing with somebody else, if you get my hint. Hence, too much germs or organisms sharing saliva. But, um, that's neither here nor there. It's just the fact of, this is the first fucking time I've heard of a football player not being able to play because he was kissing some dirty broad. Basically. You know, it's the first time in my 43 years on this earth that I know of a, a football player that can't, that can't, that's on the injury list with his injury designation of mono. Yeah, you got dirty mouth. Not only are we on one because we screwed up the first week against the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. 
Not only are we going into uh, week two or Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns, who I'll get to in a minute, and we don't have our starting quarterback. We don't have our second year progeny. The fucking genius, Sam Donald. Not only, not only are we missing him, we're probably going to be missing C.J. Mosley. We're going to be missing Quincy Anunua, who I spoke about in the previous part. Um, Le'Veon Bell, luckily, did a, went through an MRI yesterday because his shoulder was sore, and luckily there was no structural damage. I chalked that up to the fact that he wasn't playing for a year and pretty much Gates ran him to the ground the first first week of the season, and he's, like, very, very sore. So, luckily, we do have Le'Veon Bell. But, like I was, like I was going, I got to go back to what I was saying. Like, when I caught it, I knew exactly where I got it from. You know, there was a little unsavory uh, dust bucket, to say the least, that I was, you know, sneaking around with. That um, I would not let anybody know that I was dealing with. The people who know me from back then probably have a good idea who I was dealing with. You know, the one good thing is they were a good kisser. So uh, at least they had that much. But um, the end result was I was on. Look, I was out for the count for like a like a week. I, was, I think I was out of school for like a week. You know, I couldn't talk. Uh, throat hurt. Had no uh, had no energy, fatigued, but um, I was thirteen. You know, shit happens. You know, unfortunately, around that age, a lot of thirteen year olds don't like brushing their teeth correctly, or every day, or frequently, or even ever. So I think the person I was dealing with and decided to tone down that day probably didn't brush brush their jibs. So hence, I came down with a case of mono. When you're twenty one, twenty two. And you're in the NFL, I would hope that your decision-making process was a little bit better. That uh, either A, you don't deal with a dust bucket. Or B, if you're dealing with somebody you think is faithful. And then all of a sudden you come down with a case of mononucleosis. There's some questions going along. Because, you know, when you're in your 20s, especially when when you're that persuasion, hint, hint, they like to put a lot of things in their oral crevice i'll leave it at that because uh, i did find out i actually got females that listen to the podcast and welcome but uh, it is a sports podcast meaning it's you know this might not be pc but it is kind of a boys club so if um i get a little vulgar with certain terminology uh hopefully you rock with me and, and ride through it but yeah go figure only the new york fucking jets would lose their starting quarterback for not one week not two weeks. They're talking about this dude can actually be down for the count for like a month. That encompasses a bye week of ours, I believe, in week four. So hopefully he could be back in week five when we go against the Philadelphia Eagles, who will probably be like five and four and one by four and zero oh by that time, and we'll be probably looking zero oh and four dead in the face. Hmm. I swear, only my effing Jets. Only my effing Jets. I mean. My boy, which got uh, uh, hit me with the text yesterday. I woke up to this shit. Like I, I got up. I'm all groggy. First thing to do, unfortunately, even though I'm 43, first thing I do is 
Alright, and yeah, let me check the phone. And it's clear as day. <laughs> Big old laughing emo- emoji. Yo, your dude got mono. I'm like, eh. Yeah, alright. I'll I, I wait until um, I, I'll get to my sports shit. And uh, sure enough, I go on my little apps. And I look, I'm like, really? He got mono. But the reason it's so dangerous for the fact that he caught this case, and I was actually unaware of this, even though I had it myself uh, 30 years ago, is that it affects your spleen. It enlarges your spleen. And being the fact that football is a contact sport, a very violent sport, and he plays a position where he can get blindsided right in the back, if you have a swollen spleen, that's probably not a good combination to think that you're going to go and play football, you know, at the highest level. Because um, he gets hit in the spleen, the spleen gets severed, and that's a big, big problem. So, as much as it pains me to say, I believe that uh, San Donald just take your time, try to come back for week five. Hopefully the dude Trevor Simeon, our backup quarterback, will actually earn his money unlike previous backup quarterbacks of mine, i.e. Josh McCown last year, i.e. Michael Vick about four or five years ago when he was the backup to Geno Smith, and he felt that, uh, I believe it was actually a quote, that he said, I wasn't ready to play because I had no I, I didn't think that they would ever bench Geno Smith for me, so it took me a couple weeks to actually get my mind right and get ready to play a position. So hopefully Mr. Trevor Simeon, a graduate of Northwestern University, is smart enough to be ready, aimed, cocked, and loaded, and ready to go. Yeah. So that's my rant on that. Same subject, different team. Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. I'm so tired of this motherfucker. He's always whining and fucking complaining. I mean, dude played week one with a watch on his wrist worth a quarter of a million dollars and then wants to get mad because the NFL decided to fine him and prevent him, or should I say prohibit him, from playing any further games with this wrist piece on his, on his body. And you know what he says? You know, it's always something when it comes to me. You damn right it's always something when it comes to you. Because it's always a fucking problem. That's why you're out of New York now. I'm not even, I'm not, I don't even rep the Giants like that. But the Giants did the best thing they could have ever did. Get rid of your fucking flighty ass. You go to Cleveland for the last five, six months since you've been traded there. The, everything that comes out your fucking mouth is New York this. Yo, the Giants did this. The Giants did that. Yo, the media in New York. Fuck you. Straight like that. Fuck you. But the reason I'm pissed off now is because it has something to do with my team. Mr. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator of my beloved New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 was also the coordinator of Cleveland Browns the last two years. Two years ago, in preseason, the New York Giants faced the Cleveland Browns, I believe, on a Monday night preseason game. Odell Jr. was injured in that game. He injured his, uh, I believe he injured his ankle. The ankle problem followed him for the duration of the season. I believe he he missed the last, matter of fact, I'm lying. 
He played the first four games, and then he actually broke his leg or broke his ankle against the Chargers, and then he missed the rest of the season. And the other day when he was interviewed about it, he's like, well, you know, uh, Greg Williams is uh, known for for cheap shots and, and trying to take players out. You know, uh, I know he I know he specifically teaches his players ways to take the opponent out. I got players on this team on this team right now that he coached last year that was telling me that that's what he does. Now, as much of a fan I am of my team, my gang green, look, spade is a spade. Greg Williams did get suspended for a year when he was the defensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints for Bounty Gate, where they was actually targeting specific players per week, and if you could take them out the game or get them, a, give them an injury, there was a monetary reward. But I really believe Mr. OBJ's thoughts about Greg Williams precedes that precedes him actually getting injured two years ago. I believe it was his rookie year. Greg Williams then was the defensive coordinator of the St. Louis Rams at the time, now the Los Angeles Rams. And all game, the DBs of the Rams were roughing OBJ up because they know if you get inside his head, he acts like a little bitch. Yeah, I said it. He acts like a little fucking bitch. And uh, he was ready to fight the whole team. But that was the season where him and Josh Norman was going back and forth when the Giants played the Carolina Panthers that year. And it was like reenacting Red Sox story. You know, the Spades and the Jets, I believe. They were. I, I, I swear, that was the one game I'm looking at. And I'm like, you know what? You need to... The referee needs to throw both these motherfuckers off the field. Tom Coughlin looked the other way. Eli Manning looked the other way. OBJ was out there for himself. But he was already in his head because he dropped a sure enough touchdown pass. The beginning of the game. And Josh Norman was in his head because you know why? Because he knew you get in Odell's head, he's no good for the rest of the fucking game. And that's been the blueprint. Forever since he's been in the league, since that incident happened against the Carolina Panthers in his rookie year. So, normally I would say I chalk this up as a win for my New York JTS Jets, Jets Jets against OBJ because he's already thinking three days out. Yo, the coordinator, the coordinator, coordinator. Stop fucking dry snitching. You dry snitching. Only problem is, our secondary. It's so garbage, we're not even going to be able to take advantage of that. I do know, I do know, I do know, unless the LSU brethren, the brotherhood, takes more of a precedence over holding down your own team, I know for a fact he comes across that middle, Jamal Adams is lining his ass up. He's going to blow his ass up. And if it ain't if it ain't Adams, hopefully fucking Marcus May will blow his ass up. Come across that middle if you want. With that being said, I predict that my New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets will probably go to 0-2. 
heading this Foxborough to go 0-3. I don't have a prediction for the actual score, but um, it don't look good. It don't look good at all. Now, I'm not going to renege on what I said earlier in the earlier first part of this special two-part edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast. I did tell the world, I did tell my vast amongst listenership that I was going to give you my picks for the NFC and the AFC playoffs and who I believe are going to meet in this year's upcoming Super Bowl. Now I'm going to start from the AFC, of course, because, hey, it's my Jets. That's where my Jets are from. Now, if I would have did this last week, and I guess I'm kind of lucky that I give myself a reprieve because I would have been 100% wrong, I would have told you one of the six playoff teams in the AFC would have been my New York Jets. I believe that if everything went right, meaning no injuries and no major injuries, we would have been able to fight the last couple weeks for a wild card spot. Being everything that happened this past week, I no longer can confidently say that. So my New York Jets will not be one of these selections. Now I'll go go with the no-brainers. You got the New England Patriots. Even though Gronk retired, guess who they replaced him with? Fucking Antonio Brown. Unfucking believable. Unstoppable. Unbelievable. And unfair to begin with. The second team, of course, would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs already had a dynamic offense. Tyreek Hill, I believe, is injured. He'll be out for a couple weeks. But we had a reemergence of Sammy Watkins, who to me was just old school, like an older version of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was, matter of fact, Sammy Watkins was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill, to me, anyway. And that boy Mahomes, I won't bet nothing against that man, for real. I mean, if Casey would have had a semblance of a representative defense last year, they would have been representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. But everybody knows how that happened. Mahomes went down, scored, went to overtime, New England got the ball, and Mahomes never got the ball, got the ball back in his hands. But that would be my number two pick. Now, coming out, the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Boy, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson looked like the 22nd century version of Michael Vick. I mean, five touchdowns, over 300 yards. Yeah, it was against Miami, but regardless, that man can just flick his wrist and the ball goes like 60, 70, 80 yards down the field. And they complimented him with speedy receivers, somebody that could take a, take a, take a five-yard slant, and take it to the house. And I believe that happened a couple times. Plus they brought in Mark Ingram from New Orleans Saints. And their defense is stout as ever. So that will be my third pick. So what? That leaves three more picks, right? Houston. The Houston Texans. Will be my number four pick. They will be coming out of the AFC South. There ain't nothing else to say about that. I mean, you got Deshaun Watson. 
you got uh, uh, Hopkins, you got, damn, what the hell is his name? Fuller, yeah, Fuller, and then you, and then they acquired uh, Kenny Stills from from Miami Dolphins to put in the slot. And on top of that, they got a left tackle. Even though this past Monday night, that left tackle didn't really help fucking Deshaun Watson because he's still getting his ass whipped in the pocket. But um, I think they'll be able to squeeze out 10 wins, and that should be more than enough to come out the AFC South. So that's number four. So now we're going to the two wildcard teams. Two wildcard teams. Number one, everybody's sleeping on Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, quiet as kept, he came from New England. You 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 mean to tell me a quarterback comes from New England, not named Matt Castle, and you think they're gonna fail? I won't put. Uh, look, I'm not putting no money against that man. He's going. He's in the perfect situation. He has an offensive line, rebuilt offensive line. He has a running. He has a running game. He has T.Y. Hilton on the side. He has more than enough weapons to eke out nine wins and and get. Get one of those uh, wild card spots. Plus Frank Wright, I believe he's very underrated as a head coach, and uh, I, I see them going nine and seven, get getting into the playoffs. So that leads to the last remaining team. And uh, if OBJ wasn't such a whining ass baby, maybe I I I, I would uh, pick the Cleveland Browns. But eh, Cleveland ain't going nowhere. I believe Cleveland going to be like six and ten. They're going, they're going to implode, they're going to infight, and their first-year head coach will be shown the door. So it won't be Cleveland. I'm having a hard time to decide whether it's going to be Pittsburgh or the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego. Might as well be San Diego because ain't nobody going to their fucking games. But um, with news that Melvin Gordon announced that he will be coming back to the team by midseason, I really believe that will be an influx of talent that they have to a loaded team already. And I believe the Los Angeles Chargers will get that final wild card spot in the AFC. Now we switch my attention to the NFC. It's going to be between... The NFC East is going to be between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Don't really like either team. But if I had to put money on it, because as much as I don't really care about Dallas, Dallas is fucking stacked. Offensive line, running backs, all the skill positions. Dak is playing for a new for a new for a new contract. Dak put 400 yards on the New York Giants this past week. Dak ain't playing no effing games. So I believe, just out of hunger itself, Dallas is going to win the division. Philly. Would be close second, getting the first wild card. Now we go over to the NFC North. I believe Chicago, the run that they had last year, was full of smoke and mirrors, will not be repeated this year. So if I have to take a guess, I pick the Minnesota Vikings winning that division. A close second. Should be Chicago because the defense is ferocious. But uh, Mitchell Trubisky, do not trust him at all. So if they're going to get to the playoffs, they'll be on the back of the defense. They'll be the second team out the north. So just to remember, 
Minnesota will win the division. Chicago will be second. Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers had a semblance of a game, or should I say a semblance of a team, and uh, he wasn't dealing with a first-year head coach that I know, they're going to butt heads eventually, sooner than later. I would pick them as the second team. I believe Aaron Rodgers it's himself. More often than not, it's good for eight wins. I just don't see them getting any more. Plus, uh, well, they actually got one now, so that means seven left. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick them being eight and eight out the playoffs. Detroit, they ran by Matt uh, uh, Patricia. Enough said. Acolyte from Bill Belichick. I'm never putting my chips on a Bill Belichick acolyte. They'll be bringing up the rear. Staff will be asking for a trade by week five. Now we get to the South. The South is very interesting. So I believe I already, uh, darn. Damn. I already have four spots. Two remaining and two whole divisions with a lot of good teams. Somebody might get bumped. The South. New Orleans will be coming out the South. They really have no competition. I don't believe in Atlanta. I don't believe in Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay's coaching staff could actually play on the field, they'd probably be my pick. Because um, I love Bruce Arians and what he's doing and how he empowers his coaches. He empowers his coaches. And the fact that through no uh, pre-planning of that he admits, he has all pretty much all his main positions are minorities. He has a African-American offensive offensive coordinator. He has an African-American defensive coordinator. Oh, my beloved uh, Todd Bowles. He's better as a defensive coordinator. I, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's truth. And I believe he has a female um, doing something. Uh, either special teams or or what you call it, uh, assistant to one of the coordinators. But pretty much she's in the position that he, she's going to go on all the information she needs to uh, make that next step in the NFL ladder. But like I said, if the staff could actually get on the field, I would pick Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay ain't going nowhere. Carolina. Cam Newton is sad to see. I believe Cam Newton is on his last legs. Pardon the pun, because he actually has a leg injury. He's also coming off um, shoulder surgery. I believe his second shoulder surgery in the last three years. All that pounding that he was doing. Super Cam. Superman Cam. Unfortunately, he's found his kryptonite, and the kryptonite is his GM, for lack of a better thought, um, because the GM never really protected him, and they put him on the island way too many times, and they just pretty much told Cam, lead us to the promised land. He almost did it three or four years ago. The way he's looked in the last year, the way he's looked in preseason, the way he's looked the first two weeks, and they're already 0-2, Carolina's not going anywhere. They'll be lucky if they uh, beat last year's record of 6-10. and 10. I believe it's going to be a very, very down year for Carolina. 4-12, and 12, that's what it looks like. And now we go to the NFC West. Now this is the division that I might have to take one of my previous picks of, for a wild card and bump them the fuck out and put Seattle in. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle defense is not going to be as... They're not going to have the, the nickname like they had with the Legion of Boom. But um, 
that password rush is going to be ferocious. They acquired, uh, who the fuck was it? Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, they acquired him from Houston to go along with Clark, to go along with um, just the, the beast that they have in that front seven. And my man, Russell Wilson, no matter how many times you count him down and out, Russell Wilson always comes to play, always delivers. So I see them actually bumping Chicago out of my list, and they'll bring, they'll which go, they'll actually probably, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to pick Seattle to win the division. Yeah. I'm going to pick, pick Seattle to win the division. Who's going to come second place? That's a good question. Arizona, got a rookie, rookie quarterback, rookie head, head coach. Um, they still don't have that much talent on that team. They still got Larry Fitzgerald, and I really feel bad for him, but he did at least make it to a Super Bowl. But they're not going anywhere. San Francisco with Jimmy G coming back from a torn ACL. He's still looking kind of gimpy and still looking kind of uh, apprehensive on how he's supposed to play with this, his, his rebuilt knee. I see them going about 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, they'll be in it for the last couple weeks, but uh, ultimately they'll fall short. The Los Angeles Rams, I really feel like they're going to go as far as Todd Gurley can take them. And Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knee. So he might not be taking them that far. Goff, he still has a lot to prove for me. A lot to prove to me. Um, he got that big contract. But I really believe he should split half his, half his, half his earnings with his head coach because he kind of got exposed in the Super Bowl that he doesn't, he doesn't have quite the feel for the game that I thought he had. He has the, all the prerequisite skills. He has an arm. He's a little bit mobile. But um, him have, actually having the intangibles that you should have being a franchise quarterback, he's still lacking. So I feel like just on talent alone, they should be able to bring 9 to 10 wins, and that should be enough to pull up the rear for the second wild card. So... To repeat, or should I say go over, my playoff picks. In the AFC, we got New England. We got Baltimore. We got Indianapolis. We got the Los Angeles Chargers. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. And we have the Houston Texans. In the NFC, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. We have the Dallas Cowboys. We have the Minnesota Vikings. We have the Seattle Seahawks. We have the New Orleans Saints, and we have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I'm going to give you two versions of my Super Bowl picks. The two teams I want to see in the Super Bowl, and the two teams that I'm probably going to see in the Super Bowl. The teams that I want to see in the Super Bowl, because I think it would be a good matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Dallas Cowboys. The teams I think are going to go, go, go against each other in the Super Bowl. And I feel like we're going to have a matchup of America's team and the new America's team. Not my words, the media's. Dallas Cowboys versus new, the New England Patriots. And when it comes to the winner and the one who's going to be lifting up and raising the Vince Lombardi trophy this coming year. 
I believe it's going to be the New England Patriots. Wouldn't mind if it's Dallas. It seems about time for uh, Dallas to finally win a chip. I know my son will probably be happy. But um, I think New England's going to win again. Unless, unless Antonio Brown can be the chaotic influence that they need to throw them way off track. So go A.B. Go ahead, do your thing. Be that virus that you are in Oakland to my neighbors to the north. New, New England. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, I think uh, Tom Brady's going to win number seven. <sighs> with that being said, I probably need to go wash my mouth out with some Blue Moon and some Hennessy. And uh, just probably just drink myself to... A better way of thinking, <laughs> or, or, or alternative way of thinking. Yeah, but um, those are my picks. I guess we'll find out at the end of the year whether whether, whether I was right or not. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this shit, so whether I was right or wrong is all for entertainment. So I hope y'all enjoy it. I damn sure enjoy it. But yeah, New New England, fucking New England. Well, that brings us to the end of this special two-part episode of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Oop podcast. As usual, I'd like to thank everybody who took their time out to listen, depend, no matter what platform you're listening to, or should I say listening to me on, you know, it could be the Spotify app, it could be iTunes, it could be Anchor FM, yeah, Anchor FM. The app that you can make your own podcast and become your own star. Don't you know? I actually received an offer for sponsorship, legitimate with legitimate sponsorship of my podcast, and it was from Anchor FM. And uh, the only reason you haven't heard the ad yet is because I haven't decided whether I'm going to take it or not. What they offered? They offered fifteen dollars. For every thousand listens that you receive on your podcast. Being the fact that I'm the little engine that could. If I could get 15 listens to my podcast. I'd be happy. $15 for every thousand though. I mean if I made it, if I had like a 10,000 listens. That would be great. Donnie be a rich man. But being the fact that I don't have nearly half that much. Or nearly a 1% of that much. Uh, I'm going to choose to decline right now until I get my, 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 my listenership up. But, um, send me a message or just press like, press favorite or whatever term endearment is available on the platform you choose to listen to me, Donnie Uorn. And then maybe that could kind of. Make my decision a little bit more easier. Oh, my mother probably looking down at me like the grandma a little bit more easier. Ugh, a little easier. Sorry, ma. Love you. Um, so being the fact that I'm rambling on, I think I'm gonna end it on that note. So, little change. <laughs>
Good night. Mwah! And goodbye. Bang! Sanjay Dutt, I'm on my wrestling shit, if you ain't get the hint I'm the man like Lynch, shaped agenda intent When Donnie's hungry, I submit fuck a pen Need bills in my pocket to replace all this land I'm a loser, even when I win, I'm down I'm a bipolar nigga, had to bounce it out That's a normal trait, when you're born in the crown Every minute is a house, you need to get out of town Probably feel much better if I get from around Myself made prison, then I comfortably bound to too many dumb niggas lead the life of a clown Beware of the shock so we we'll never get pounds So exasperated from my family that has Me to be everything I'm not ready to be now My main question's how what the fuck y'all want I stopped revisiting all my childhood haunts Made something out of nothing, try repeating that stunt But I had no more lies, so my time will be up I say that and just like I ain't ready to rest Put down the pen and pad and the label the best Been Damn the 30 years since I started this quest Only thing that I'm got in it, the shirt on my chest Don't know if I'm grateful for the curse that I'm blessed with The burden that I carry turned me to a mess Don't know what is next, I hope it comes with a check Cause I don't do it for free, can't spend respect But price is right, fucking come for your neck But if it's a room, and I'll set it for neck If the price is right, I'll come for your neck